Howdy, my name's Eric. What it do, baby? You're a bitch. What it do, baby? I'm Eric. That's Berto. This is the Totally Biased Podcast. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, we always start the episode uh, with a "Would you rather?" Uh, this week, we do inspired by the Los Angeles Lakers. Congratulations to them. Congrats to the Lakers. Um, if you were LeBron, would you rather win the Finals MVP this year, which he did, which he did, or guarantee himself another championship? Yeah, I think being in LeBron's shoes right now, he's. We can debate. That's a different debate. We want to talk about the the goats. Goats. He's in the top two for me, so he's probably second. So I think him chasing MJ is kind of what he's going after. Uh, granted, MJ also had, I think, of his six, he had six Finals MVPs. So that also that comparison can be made. But I think he wants more championships just to keep on um, extending his resume and making him better compared to like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's and Magic Johnson's and Larry Bird's who are right there at like that two or three spot. Um, I still think he's second. Um, this just further cements him there. I don't know if he ever get past first get to that first but i mean i think he would have cared more for the championship like if he could have won this one and then said he won like next one and ad was the finals mvp i think he'd be fine with that because he knows he'd keep on winning championship and his legacy is going to still on being five or six or whatever right now he has four but if he could get five or six championships that's what he's going after personally i think he knows now that his personal like accomplishments and all his mvps and finals mvps and third overall in points and 10th in assist and 15th in rebounds. Like he's already cemented himself just with an individual award. So I think he just wants to be more of the team awards. Um, and eventually he'll probably start, start taking a, a Robin to eighties, uh, LeBron or eighties LeBron, eighties Batman. Whoa, that'd be interesting. Uh, you heard it here first. The Robin to eighties <laughs> Batman. To LeBron get is Batman. To- is- is LeBron James the Cape Crusader? There you go. You never know. You never know. But yeah, I think he'd probably take another championship before he wanted to. He would care more. He He's good with either, but he'd care more for the championship. I feel like this this boils down to, so if, if you if you kind of watched through all of the, and this is not me talking to Berto, this is me talking to you, the listener. If you watched kind of all of the post-game hoopla. Hoopla! There you go. Uh, one thing that he said was, you know, the Lakers want their respect, you know, rich or whatever the Rob Lowe wants Rob his Lowe. respect. God, Rob Palenka. Yeah. Rob Palenka wants his respect and just like went through like a list of like half the fucking country wants their respect. But he, he, at the end emphasized, I want my respect. I want my damn respect. I don't know. I, I guess that's, that, that seemed targeted towards kind of what this debate or like what this is talking about where, yeah. I mean, People are always going to bring up it's him versus LeBron or him versus MJ, right? Him versus Batman. Him versus Batman. Uh, yeah, MJ, LeBron, yeah. right? And yep. this championship, you know, in a lot of people's minds, obviously inches him that much closer. Yep. For another time, we're definitely going to get into the GOAT debate. Yes. What that actually is, why it's unfair in some senses, why people look at it differently. Right, yeah. you know, no one has ever brought up Charles Barkley as a goat, right? And no one ever will. But 
And the, the point is that championships matter. Yes. But sometimes they don't necessarily. You know, like LeBron is, is chasing MJ's championships, right? Yes. Like you said, six, six finals, six wins, six finals MVPs. Yeah. Right? If you're LeBron, what gets you closer if he were to end his career right now or, you know, next year and won one more championship? What would have more ammunition four finals MVPs and four trophies or three finals MVPs and five trophies. Mm -hmm. And I think the five trophies is, would get you closer. Closer, Right. Because it's one of those things, you know, not to bring up Brian Scalabrini again, but like over time, like those, those, I think those finals MVP trophies get a lot smaller and people just start talking about championships. Right. I mean, People know that LeBron was the you know one yeah. A or one B on that team, yeah. and he was one A for every other one of his championships. This also kind of brings up the question: if he could not have, or in the past, he went eight or nine out of the past ten uh, finals. He's been in the finals. Could he not have won the finals MVP like eight of those years, even though he only won the yes. the finals four now? Whatever. Well, that's that's a whole other discussion whether or not. I mean, I guess it's the the classic histories written by the victors, right? Yes, exactly. So you have to win it, yeah, to actually be considered be for the finals MVP. Iggy but, should not have won it. No, no, that's it's also a different argument that Iggy should not have won it. But you could say that in almost any of the ones, even though he lost five the past ten years, whatever, he could have potentially been the finals MVP in three or four of those. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. So. And, and it's the other thing, too, of, you know, Mike only went to six finals. Exactly. A lot of people will bring up, well, hey, could Mike have gone to eight straight finals if he had stayed around? Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe he was too tired after the first three. Yeah, maybe. Right? LeBron has gone to nine of the last ten. Yes. Right? So, I mean, that, there's a feat there in, a, in and of itself. Yeah, so, yes. And the teams that he lost to, the Durant Super team, Did you know, Steph Clay, one of the all-time greatest teams of all time. But I, to to answer the question in a very short fashion, which this was not a short, not at all <laughs> explanation of what the answer. He asked us for a one minute, we gave him seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I would take, I would take uh, the championship. Yeah, I think you take the championship. I mean, I think this year it could have easily gone. I wouldn't say easily gone either way. AD could have easily AD could have won it. won it if he had played a little bit better in certain games, mm-hmm. like the last game, I guess, game six. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you take the championship. But congratulations to that whole entire roster. Also, congratulations to the Seattle Storm for winning WNBA championship a couple weeks back. We didn't mention it. We didn't mention it last week. They had just won it like while we were recording, so we didn't have time to acknowledge it. But congratulations to them. But Why mostly important. <laughs> What? This is a sports podcast. Oh, you don't support the WNBA? This is a sports podcast? Or is it a comedy sport podcast? What the fuck is <laughs> going on? Of, it's both of those. It is both of those. Is this a comedy part of it or the sports part of it? The key is determining at what point we're talking about sports and what time we're talking about comedy. So you have to figure that out on your own. But mostly congratulations to the uh, next year's Defensive Player of the Year, uh, Alex Caruso. <laughs> That's my man. You heard it here first. Next year's defensive year's player of the year. Defensive player of the year. Yep. 
He did get a start in the. He did. He started game six. Game six. So he 100%. also, I think, got two points, four rebounds, and five assists or something. But he was plus twenty in that game. He was plus twenty. He is very efficient. But what he does defensive doesn't show up on the stat of the year. sheet. Before we go too crazy into Alex Cruz, defensive player of the year. Defensive player of the year, dude. You just watch. Uh, I think AD has a lot to say to that. <laughs> I mean, in the same goddamn team. So, so what's what's the phrase then? Alex Russo is the best defensive yeah, player in you the always, league. Yes. He's not even the best play, defensive player in his own goddamn team. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Every time. On Speaking of defense, there we go. I'll always try to find a good segue. Let's jump right into college football. The SEC has Oh, so we're not talking about defense now. They apparently have lost track of the fact that you have to play on both sides of the ball this year. Yeah, no. Because, I mean, scores are just outrageous well, scores are out, to, to be fair scores are outrageous in all the leagues right now everybody's putting up like 30 points a game but yes the defense or the sec being known for the defense not so this year i legitimately think lane kiffin when he got hired he was like all right sweet another offensive coordinator position completely forgot that there's another <laughs> he's like lane, whoever's the head coach is gonna take care of the defense but that's that we knew that when, when lane kiffin was going to Ole miss and we knew that when mike leach was going to miss state like we just it was like, there's not going to be defense there. There's going to be offense all over the place. We didn't know Florida's defense was trash. We didn't know LSU's defense was trash. No. Yeah. And the, the thing is... Is Auburn or is Alabama's defense trash? It's really not that good. They got 48 put on them, dude. By Ole Miss. Fuck, dude. You got a 48 piece on you? Shit. And, and you know what's sad is they got 48 points dropped on them. And they were by far not the worst defense on the field that yeah, day. Yeah, and they were still pretty good defense. I mean, Ole Miss let Alabama put up 63. Yes. Najee Harris, I mean, five TDs, over 200 yards rushing. Absolutely went off. Yeah, it popped off. But, I don't know. I think it's more of the testament to like the teams like... I guess Auburn isn't that good in defense right now either, no. realistically. Who's, who's the best defense in the SEC? Georgia. Who's the second best? Nobody knows. Maybe Alabama, which is... I think it's probably Kentucky. Kentucky's not bad either. Kentucky's isn't bad. I just don't know if Kentucky's played enough of good teams, really. Like, they, mean, played, they played Ole Miss and lost. But they... In overtime, but they lost. Miss State didn't score a point on offense this last weekend. But that's, that's what I'm saying. I think we're... The Mike Leeches, we, we knew that Mike Leach is going to be sporadic. Like, that guy is not consistent anywhere. He likes to play, like, up-tempo, throws it a lot, you know. That's his thing, the air raid. Not really defense. Lane Kiffin, pretty much the same thing. High-tempo, quick quick plays. Like, like even his response to apparently knowing Nick Saban's defense's calls was, no, I wouldn't know their calls because by the time they have a call, I'm already deciding the next play. Like, the play is done. And, like, the guy is getting picked up from being tackled, and he already called in the next play. Like, that's his high-tempo offense. They're all about offense. The thing is, I think, like, Alabama or Auburn or Florida or I guess Kentucky's all right. Tennessee, you know, teams that are supposedly bigger in the trenches and, like, bigger, like better defenses. And, like, that is what the SEC is, right? Like, you win the trenches. You have good D-lines. Your, your, your secondary is pretty good, too. But, like, it's D-line, linebacker stuff. Isn't really been showing up, which is interesting. I don't know if it has to do with COVID and the whole like you That's couldn't like practice as much, you couldn't tackle as much. What was it BYU? No, it wasn't BYU. 
Army yeah. or whatever that first game. BYU versus Navy. Or Navy, yeah. Navy hadn't tackled that whole game, and it looked like it on the, the game. But, I mean, to be fair to Navy, BYU looks actually pretty good. BYU's not bad. So, like, I, if you just took that first game, everyone was like, oh, my God. Like, Navy, well, what like did you do? it was 50-3 or something. It was yeah. bad. It was yeah. bad. It was an absolute bludgeoning. Yes. But BYU's looked pretty good. They're, yeah. you know, they're ranked. They're, they look like a pretty good team. And they, I mean, yeah. They didn't tackle, which is part of it, but I think they also played a good team. I think the SEC main theme at this point is just the whole league is just Jekyll and Hyde. Yes. Like everywhere. I mean, even if you look at like Georgia, yeah. right? Georgia was what, losing to Arkansas Probably at half? The first game. Or it was close. Or like yeah, it was, it was close. They were losing to Arkansas at one point um, later in the game. Which they Arkansas come, might be good. And they might be good. Arkansas could... Should potentially be two and one. They should be, but yeah, uh, Georgia blew them out in the second half. Yeah, yeah. They were losing to Tennessee at half. They blew them out in the second half. Yes, right. And then you look across A and M. Their secondary forgot to show up against Alabama. I mean, just completely forgot to show up. Yeah, I mean they played then, bad against Vandy. And they, yeah, they played really bad against Vandy. Got blown out against Alabama, and then beat Florida. Beat Florida. I mean, Arkansas is just, yeah, like you said, Arkansas could definitely be 2-1. and one. They should have beaten Auburn. So should Auburn be 1-2? and two? Auburn, thought every, every, Auburn, everybody thought was really good, beat Kentucky, who's supposed to be kind of good, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, then loses badly to Georgia, and then squeaks one out by the refs, essentially, against Arkansas. Yeah. Miss State blew out LSU. It was like, holy crap. Yeah, they, KJ Costello had 623 yards of off, of passing offense in the game one mm-hmm. against the defending national champions. Game three, he's pulled out of the game after throwing five or six picks. picks. I think it's I think six. It five or six, yeah. And Miss State doesn't score on offense. Yep. As I was saying, these are all night and day. Like, Would you have said like LSU was going to lose that first game? I forget who they beat the second game. And then lose to Missouri last last week when they couldn't get in the fourth. The, Didn't they like, beat Vandy? Did they beat Vandy? It might have been. Regardless. You know, like it's it's, it's all over yeah. the place right now. Like I don't know where anybody is right now. I'm try- I think we're gonna start figuring it out here in a week or two because you kind of start trends will start forming. Yeah. I think, but like, I, is Florida's defense like gonna fuck them too much? Like they have to play LSU, which neither defense looks good this week, but like. Florida's defense looks real bad. Yeah, Florida defense is really bad. Like Isaiah defense, Spiller put up 174 yards and two touchdowns. Like Florida defense might be the worst defense in SEC. It very well could be. And like, not that LSU's offense is that. I think great. LSU's off- defense could be in also there. there. Yeah. So it's like, is that game going to be like 50 to 50 or something? Like, what what is what is happening here? Like, yeah, it's a it's a really interesting year for the SEC. Here's a question for you. Who is the worst team right now in the SEC West? In the SEC West. Yep. Okay, I'm going to go through them now. For me, it's LSU. I think they went from defending national champion to the worst, or at least tied for the worst team in the SEC West. In the West? Yep. In a couple games. 
Which is weird because they, they have talent, right? They've got Derek it's, it's, Stingley. It's they, probably them or or Miss State, which is ironic because Miss State beat them. Yes. Um, but I think it's I think it could be Miss State, like you said. Miss State was came out ridiculous the first game. Everybody thought they were the next thing, and now have dropped two real bad games to Arkansas, who might be all right, and to Kentucky, who might be all right. But they're also like their offense is trash. Obviously, their defense is trash. So like. I don't know what they can do. LSU still has, I mean, talent-wise, they should be good on defense at least. But, you know, they've lost a lot of people. But I can see it be LSU. I mean, I can see that bad. So the response or follow-up question to you is, how many games will LSU win this game this year? They're 1-2, and two, so they've won one. I think they win. They have to play Florida this week. I think they lose to Florida. They have to... I don't know the schedule exactly. We could pull it up. But they have to play Florida. They have to play Auburn. They still have to play Alabama. They still have to play Texas A&M. I... I so, the first number they that have popped to play in my Ole head Miss. Is, is four. They, they win four, four games this year. Okay. Yep. I'm saying five at max. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think A&M takes it. Yep. I think Alabama steamrolls them. Yep. I mean, I, I don't, I don't see how either of those games that work. Florida, Florida I think they beat them, even though Florida's defense is atrocious. Auburn. I think they'll win. I Ole Miss. <laughs> Are they going to go three and like seven? Arkansas could beat them very easily. That's what I'm saying. Right? That's what and, I'm getting at. Here's here's a schedule. You tell me okay. win loss for I'm LSU. I'm pretty close. At Florida. Four. Yeah, I think that's a loss. South Carolina. South Carolina could beat I think, them. I think that could easily. Be, I'll I take I'll take South Carolina win. So there's okay. two. Auburn. Auburn's not that good, but I'll say Auburn. Okay. Alabama. But before I finish, I think Auburn being at 13 is a fucking mistake on the rankings. Yes. So, but I'll say Auburn wins there. Yep. Alabama. Yeah, they lose Alabama. Arkansas. Let's say they beat Arkansas. Yeah, I mean, is hell freezing over? Uh, Texas A&M. They lose. Yep. Ole Miss. Fuck, they could do three and seven, four and five, four and six. I think they could get they could squeak one of those like you know maybe they beat Florida because Florida. I mean, if they figure it out, I guess. But. Yeah, they might go from fifteen or whatever to sixteen and whatever it was to f- under five hundred. Yeah, easily. Is uh, Texas A&M's forty-one thirty-eight win over Florida Jimbo Fisher's biggest win in College Station? As a head coach, I was of gonna A&M. say for A and M. Yeah, I for think A&M. so. The only other one that compares is the seventy four, seventy two LSU seven overtime. Yeah, but uh, I think it was the end of the year. LSU at that point wasn't as highly ranked. I think they were still ranked. Don't remember exactly. Um. Yeah, I mean, this is a top five win, uh, like they've At been Kyle saying. Field. Even regardless if it is in Kyle Field, it's better to be in Kyle Field because I mean, home crowd and all that. But I think they were saying that. Since he's been here, he's played seven or was it eight? Yeah, it was something like that. Seven or eight top five teams, which included Clemson twice, Alabama three, three times. times, Georgia once. Yeah. I don't even remember who else. It was something like that. It was like seven or eight times, um, and he was like zero and seven or zero and eight. So it's the first time. LSU. Is LSU LSU once? Yeah, because yeah. last year we played uh, LSU, Alabama, and Clemson at one. Yeah, Georgia. at Three or like four, that. and then yeah, we played Clemson a couple of the times. And anyways, the point is they he hadn't won at all a top five game, and he won it 
uh, close game, good battle game, uh, back and forth, really fun game actually to watch. If you haven't watched it, you should watch it because it's a really offensive game, obviously 41-38, but it's a really good back and forth game. Um, yeah, I mean, it, 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 I think it starts hopefully for people that were skeptical, to, like proving a point, like kind of making that turn. Uh, it is year three, so it's kind of where people start thinking like, hey, if you're not going to get it by year three, you're kind of losing steam. You're kind of like losing the whole credibility. But yeah, th- this is a great win, obviously, for him. Um, it it kind of makes it interesting because then to think about it, Florida and Dan Mullen started, or Florida picked up Dan Mullen the same time that Jimbo got picked up at a and um, In the first two years, Dan Mullen, I think, went like 10-2 and two in both years right there and now he's kind of was supposed to be doing really well lost this game kind of going the opposite direction so we'll see how that one pans out i think damon is a good coach also but i think it almost looks like they're going in opposite directions off of one game so most kind of trending in mm-hmm. the right direction at this point i mean i know people started kind of i mean questions started coming up right i mean from the minute that jimbo signed a 75 million dollar 10-year mm-hmm. deal and they handed him a plaque for a national championship. He's had pressure. Yes. Right. The the money's there. The backing's there. The recruiting's there. It's got to produce, right? And we hadn't beaten a top five team, mm. right? And now we walk, you know, Florida walks in and we beat him at home. You could easily question whether Florida deserves to be number four. And if someone brought up, do did they deserve to be number four? I could totally understand that question, but doesn't matter it's what happened it's in the books yeah i think it's a huge win for jimbo fisher a&m could easily go nine and one for the rest of the year yeah like uh i don't know who was saying i think they might be favored in pretty pretty much every game going forward yep now miss state not looking good lsu not looking good auburn not looking good tennessee looking tennessee's one of their biggest yeah matchups i mean they've obviously got a few trap games kind of Ole miss you never know what miss state could do um you know if jimbo watches watches the tape from last week you know hopefully get some ideas yeah um you know i just don't think miss state has the uh personnel to run mike leach's offense right and also the defenses that he's facing are different than the defenses that he faced in the big 12 and the pac 12 the last 20 years uh well that's what they do if you, if you look at what the defense has been doing against Mike Leach, which Ar- both Arkansas and Kentucky are doing, is they were dropping eight and rushing three. Yep. So if you can get him with the, get to the quarterback with three, then great. You probably don't really care to get them. You just want to contain with eight. Like Make sure bust up the middle because they like a lot of crossing routes and then force him to make stupid decisions. And then you get, what, five or six picks like you said. And then... Well, they did bring that up to Mike Leach. They said Mike is is, you know, rushing three, dropping eight. You know how how you beat your team. He said, "Look, if that was how you beat my system, essentially, and this mm-hmm. is you know, um, not verbatim, but he said I wouldn't have had a job for the last twenty five years, which is a fair point. It's a fair right? point. But I I do think you know that could be an interesting game. I think you know Tennessee's probably the one of the biggest Tennessee hurdles the big they've got left." AM could go nine and one. They need a lot to happen. They need a lot of help yeah. uh, to make it into the SEC championship game and a lot of help to make it into the playoff. 
but you know, this could be a, a really good year for them. Well, with the with the way the SEC is kind of cannibalizing itself, it could open up some stuff. It could but. very easily this weekend. Uh, if Georgia wins and beats Bama, uh, open it up. You know, if Bama drops another game and and A and M wins out, A and M's in the conference championship, mm-hmm. exactly. right? Probably playing Georgia. Probably playing Georgia. Um, so, you know, it's it's not over. They are definitely not mathematically eliminated. That's for sure. Um, another big game, college game day this this last week, uh, Miami Clemson. Yep. Clemson is who we thought they were. They are who we thought they were. They're just that much better than the next team. I mean. Uh, yeah, I mean, Miami really was a hot team walking in yeah. to Death Valley and got b- just blown out. I mean, really. Yeah, they, I mean, they didn't play as well. Like, you can make the argument like you just did with Florida that maybe Miami shouldn't be ranked as seven, like that high. But I think it's just because of the situation we're in with um, less conferences, essentially less teams. You have UNC at five i think now i don't think unc should be five or something you know notre dame always overhyped uh number four i think now yeah. uh, florida was four last week now you know maybe they weren't there miami shouldn't be where they're at. cincinnati i think is eight now like eight. i think it's just kind of where they're at because of what we have uh, but yeah i think it's kind of a, like you said uh, clemson maybe alabama and maybe georgia are just on a little bit higher level a little bit like uh, they are what we thought were they were type of thing and then it's kind of like the next level is a little bit separated because we don't have maybe like a Ohio State or a Penn State or something or a Oregon or something. There's just a separation there. So, I mean, I think Miami's a good team. They're still, I mean, could possibly make it into the ACC championship game if they beat UNC and Notre Dame and teams like that. But, yeah, as you said, you can you can tell the, the class of the ACC, and they've been like that for, I think, four years now. They haven't, like, lost a game, is Clemson. Like, they're yeah. just – yeah, they're just heads and shoulders above the rest of the ACC, and which is pretty pretty interesting because, like you brought up, uh, you know, UNC is a is at five, mm-hmm. Notre Dame's at four, right? Miami was at seven this last week. The ACC has a lot of teams in the top ten or just outside of the top ten, more so than they have in recent years. Teams that we haven't really seen in a while. You know, yeah. Mac Brown's doing some pretty interesting things over in UNC. They could be pretty interesting, obviously. The addition of Notre Dame this year adds another really historic team, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, overrated. Yeah, well, I, like I said, year, I think, but, but I, chronically. Well, yeah, Notre Dame's always chronically overrated. I'm, I'm getting at the UNCs and the Cincinnatis and the Miamis that I think it's just because of where we're sitting and the situation yeah. we're at. It's more of like, well, after these team, I guess. I mean. UNC hasn't really played anybody, really. And if you went off our, like, strength of schedule and strength of record and stuff, like, yeah, they're undefeated, but, like, have they been... They haven't blown people out. They've been winning, and they're... I mean, they could keep on winning, but... I think it's just a little bit difficult because you can't really get those comparisons right now with... Especially now, and, and I don't understand this, and we talked about this, like, Ohio State is six or seven yep. that hasn't played yet. Like, how do you... How do you compare that team? They just kind of like tossed them out there yeah. and then haven't touched them. And they're just kind of in a placeholding situation. Yeah. We, you know, we got two more weeks, right? Not this weekend, but the next, the 20, mm-hmm. 26th, uh, is the first set of games. And we're going to finally get to see what the Big Ten has to offer. Yeah, Cause like, what if, what if like Ohio State starts blowing people out or like Penn State starts 
going off and like you're like well actually unc should go from five to like nine or something you know like yeah i think it's just a little weird and that's just how the rankings are going to be until we figure this out until the big 10 and pac 12 come in and then how we actually rank them so yeah but yeah it is a a pretty amazing year for the acc in terms of where they've been ranked early on yeah and you know with all what that you said there obviously there's asterisks but the fact that they have so well, many it's teams also because survive. there's a uh, only three real big conferences right now because uh, one of the the dumpster fires over there is just straight trash. Can't help. Yeah, we haven't out. even. We haven't even. <laughs> That's also a problem. Like I don't <laughs> think any of them are ranked in the top ten, really. So, or maybe yeah, one. Oklahoma State okay, is Oklahoma State. seven. Yeah, I believe uh, they are the last hope for pretty that much, conference. Pretty much. Um, the and another good segue into the Red River sh- shit show from this weekend. Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess it's a good game good for game, four overtimes. Yeah, four um, overtime game. I mean, but it should never have gone to overtime in the first place. Fair enough. For a few different reasons, a on the part of Oklahoma. Yes. Right. They were up by fourteen, 14. points. With a few minutes left in the game like and six. let Texas back in it yes. and tie it up and go to overtime. And then B, what the hell was that refing? <laughs> why why did Texas get gifted 46 seconds? It's a big dumpster fire, dude. I mean They have to help out their Bro, they don't give me that. You know why? Because I they have why. to help out their fucking prize possession. That's why. Oh yeah. Even with them helping forty six seconds, they still fucking lost. Fuck them. Oh yeah. No, I think I think what happened was you know, they the the Big Twelve commissioner. Fuck them. Probably has like a taser attached to the head referee's nutsack, and they yeah. were about to let Texas you know lose in regulation, and he got his nuts blasted by the you know the commissioner, and he's like, oh shit, yeah, no, we need to make sure Texas wins this game or we're fucked. But the big dumpster fire has also always been like that. The, the, the Big 12's always been... Like, the Texas bias. Yeah, it's always been Texas bias. Also, the refs are always trash in that conference. But, always. But where did the 46 seconds I go? I don't know, and I don't... Nobody they even will, admitted it after the game. They were like, yeah, we don't really know. No one will ever explain to me. Sam Ellinger ran out of bounds with uh, 5 minutes and 50 seconds left in the game. And they were about to run the next play, and the ref stopped it and was like, please set the play clock to 6.36. Why? Yes. For what? No, yeah, they and they will never explain to me. And he scored the last or the game tying touchdown with 14 seconds left, so they yep. wanted to happen. But like I said, they helped out their prize possession, and even then they fucked it. They're still trash. The only team that like makes any money in their conference. Well, those two, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, no, fuck them. Yeah. Fuck Sam Ellinger too. Yes. Lone motherfucker doing the eyes of Texas by himself on the field at the end of the game. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Did you not see that? It was the coaches and his bitch ass out there, and the whole goddamn team was gone. Fuck you, dude. Uh, in his own words, he's not what the university needs or deserves. I disagree. <laughs> um, you know, what's funny is people are, are like, you know, question, you know, is Tom Herman's seat warm? Oh, it's... I would it's, do it's everything a, in my power to keep that seat nice and cool. Uh, here's the thing. And yes, I, I, it is getting warm. It's getting to that like uh, pretty hot. It's not boiling, but it's getting pretty hot right there. So the problem is 
the COVID situation and this season will help his ass out for at least one more year. Hopefully. That's what's going to happen, which I'm okay with. And the fact that his buyout is probably stupid, so. It probably is stupid. Like, it probably, also, well, I think also because, fuck that system also. Fuck that, fuck that team because, that whole program, because they had to buy out Mac. I think they're still paying for Mac's buyout, Mac Brown's buyout, <laughs> from like eight years ago, whatever it is now. And Charlie Strong. And then they got Charlie Strong. And they're paying his buyout. And then I think they paid Houston to, like, take Herman from Houston. And so they're still paying that one. And then there would be a buyout to get him, obviously. So and they're so hypothetically, and this isn't going to fucking happen because they're going to find a way to fuck it up. But hypothetically, they're saying they're going to get Urban Meyer to come in. But that would be another fat contract. And I'd be like, how the fuck would you get any money? So I think that would be easily a 10 plus mil. It would have to be. Easily ten plus. Oh yeah, I would see it nine to ten, like in that eight to ten. They range. would just throw money at him. With what? They don't. They don't make money right now. <laughs> they haven't been relevant since before Mac Brown. Like they haven't been relevant since like twenty ten. Yes. Charlie Strong. Like then their program down. Yeah. And then Tom winning. Herman came in and just blew that shit. Up. I think Charlie Strong fucked it more than Herman, but yeah, they both are just shitting on it and i'm okay with it dude. i mean i i don't think you could find a better coach though for texas than herman or than urban meyer herman yeah pompous jackass yeah, yeah he's a he's a he's a he's a douche he's a douche and it makes sense there i mean i hope he stays there for the fucking foreseeable future and they yeah just, i hope he stays there for the next 20 years they win seven eight games for the next 10 years and just are relevant Fuck. yeah always start up super hyped get ranked like 10th and be like this is their year they're back Lose Oklahoma, lose Oklahoma State, lose a TCU because they never fucking beat TCU in the season in four and be like fuck it, go to the Alamo Bowl and get dicked on with Kansas State. They'll, they'll go uh, five and seven and make the uh, make a bowl. Fuck them, dude. Yeah, but college football, another another big news. Uh, Florida now has to postpone or cancel all of their football activities for right now because they're pausing it as of today it came known that they had a whole bunch or five i guess uh positive covid tests um which obviously could send ripples to a&m obviously their most recent opponent a&m ad came out and said through contact tracing and everything we don't think that we have a problem Mm -hmm. you know a&m's doing all the testing and everything like that but obviously you have to wonder you know Players were in the stadium. They were, you know, touching A and M players all game. You know, so you you do wonder. I mean, we've already seen a number of games this year canceled, postponed, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you know, and who knows? This this could be the start of more. You know, we don't I know. think it already kind of started. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a start Vanderbilt. of more, but like. Missouri got canceled yep. uh, because apparently Vanderbilt has been having a lot of cases and they're below the numbers yep. restriction of 53 minimums. or whatever. So they can't play. So that one's getting postponed to like December. Like you said, Florida has, they say five. Some people are saying it could get up to like 19 or something. So we don't know their HIPAA and all that, but um, they're pausing their operations on a Tuesday. Hopefully they open up by tomorrow or if, like if they take a couple more days, I don't see how they play Saturday. Um, like you said, it could affect us because we did just play him. If we don't get to play him a state, 
I think Miss Date has an off week next week, and so do we. So maybe we could figure that out. Maybe. Like, maybe just postpone it a week. Um, but, yeah, I think it's affecting – like, it's affecting everybody else. I mean, it, it affected baseball. It affected basketball. It's affecting the NFL pretty bad right now with all the um, rescheduling. Um, it's interesting because – I mean, oh, it affects it Houston, Baylor, all those games. Interesting because it's affecting these teams right now, and they have some wiggle room, you know. They have, like, a bye week or, like, at the week at the end of the year. I think it'll be more interesting in November timing or so whenever the Big Ten is back and they have no wiggle room because they have all of six weeks to get six games through. Yeah. If they have something, I don't know how they fix the it. Or the Pac-12 who has six, five games or whatever in one championship game. Like if they, if somebody gets it and then they pass it and then it gets passed up a little bit around, how do they mitigate that? We, or I, I say we, the SEC, the Big 12, and ACC have a little bit more time and wiggle room because of it and are kind of mitigating it. You know, they're moving the game back, like doing stuff like that. How does the Big 10 and Pac-12 do that when they have no wiggle room? Yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I think it'll be, it'll be extremely important uh, when it comes down to who's going to make it into the college football yeah. playoff. And so as we said every week, pretty much like, Yep. I I had said from the beginning, I don't think we're gonna play the, all the ten games. Hopefully we do, but like yeah. like you've seen, there's already ones missing. Florida might miss one. We might miss one. We have some some uh, unfortunate outbreaks in the Pac-12 and the Big Ten. It's over. And now you're looking at two ACC and two SEC teams in the playoffs. Yep. Well, yeah, you couldn't because I don't think if you have a four-win Oregon. Yeah, is a four-win no Oregon gonna make it in there's over no a nine and one Georgia? Probably not. You Especially know? if Georgia beats Alabama this week and then loses an SEC championship yes. game, I don't think he. They're both ten and one. Yeah, they both beat each other. I think they both go in. They both go no in problem. over a four zero Oregon. Yeah, that, that's, if, that's if Clemson if Clemson drops a game and, and then it, wins the ACC and then wins the ACC same thing. Yeah, and it'd probably be what Notre Dame. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. no, it's it, going to be those four teams. Yeah, it'll be something like that because. You can't compare a ten game or a nine game versus a four game schedule. No, it's just it's impossible. But I mean, that's what they—that's the decision they made. I got—I guess they got to stick to it and play it out. See what happens in end of October, November. So. Yep. I think uh, onto onto this next week uh, of games. I think really the biggest and and this this is something we just brought up. Alabama is playing Georgia this week, and this has huge implications <clears throat> huge for implications. the SEC West and East in terms of where those teams are going to actually end up at the end. As we mentioned, you know, a is going to be favored, you know, or probably favored in most of the games they win, or games they play for the rest of the year. They did have some unfortunate losses this last week. Uh, Caleb Chapman, their Breakout receiver who had 151 yards and two mm-hmm. touchdowns on nine catches tears his ACL <clears throat> on a 51-yard touchdown mm-hmm. reception. We're, don't know it's a torn ACL, but everything kind of points in that direction. Yeah. You know, they have to do that. You know, if if one of these two teams, Alabama or Georgia, is going to lose, right? I mean, that's just obviously how that's that works. How that works. So yeah. the you know, this is an NFL football where you can get a tie. Yeah. Fuck the NFL. Yeah. I, I think Alabama has less to lose at this point uh, than Georgia. Less to lose. Yes. 
So I guess what you're what you're meaning by that is if they lose, they have a easier shot to get in the playoffs than if Georgia loses. Because if they lose to Georgia, okay. they can just continue on and win the rest of their games, and they will make it into the SEC championship game. Can't Georgia do the same thing? Can they? If they lose this game and then win the rest of their SEC East games, they should get into the SEC. So what it said is they have more to lose. Because if they were to lose, Uh and then, you know, they lose, I guess, again to Florida or something, then they would have a much higher chance. Oh, I still think Georgia has more to lose (laughs) in this game than Alabama. Uh, Nah, I don't know if I agree with that. That's fair. It's in Tuscaloosa, isn't it? It is. Yes. I think it's in Tuscaloosa. Um, I, I just, I, I just think because Alabama has played already played their toughest opponent, they have an easier path. They have an easier path going forward because to go to. You're saying if one of these teams loses, who is the the easy? Who would be more likely to finish nine and one if they lose? Yeah, because of what Saturday. they have left in yeah. their season. Yeah, what, what the the path forward? Yeah. I get that. I think in that point, I probably agree. Uh, because it's, yeah, the the margin is is little. Oh, like, yeah, I'm not yeah. I'm not trying. No, to no, say no. It's, I get your saying. It, I think it's close, but I do I think, think in that regard, I agree. I'm thinking in the fact of Nick Saban and Alabama being Alabama and always imposing themselves on pretty much everybody, specifically Georgia, most recently in the past few years, and proving that they are the crop of the crop in the SEC. It's been the crop Alabama, of the crop. Yeah, it's been. Uh, uh, Alabama and then I mean LSU last year, but usually like it's been Alabama and and Georgia right there. You know Georgia's been always four or five in the rankings, right? Um, pretty much Alabama usually was one or two, whatever it gets in. Um, and the whole Nick Saban being what is it now twenty twenty one twenty twenty one and zero against former assistants or something. Yeah, it seems like he plays one of them. Every week now. He played Jimbo two weeks ago. He played Night Given last week. He plays Kirby next week. Yep. He plays Tennessee in like two weeks. Yeah. He, yeah, he plays them all the fucking time because apparently they're all pretty fucking good. Um, yep. But I, in that regard, I think it's a little bit more pressure on Alabama. Um, but regardless, like like you said, this is, I think before the season started, even like a year ago when people realized that it was going to be Alabama-Georgia, people circled this game. Like this is... One of those games, like you get every once in a while, uh, regular seasons, almost essentially a game of the century. Obviously, it's a two versus three instead of a one versus two, but uh, I think it's probably of all the games I've seen coming up in the schedule is, I think the best regular season game probably this year. Um, yep. Interesting game because Alabama, like we said, isn't as strong. We think, we think on defense. Like I said, they could turn it on and then it's just start wrecking people on defense and be the old Alabama defense. But as of now, um, have been letting teams put up points. Um, it's more of an offense. Uh, like you said, Najee Harris going off. Jalen Waddell being ridiculous. Devontae Smith. Mechie. Mechke. Yeah. Yeah. Mac Mech- Jones actually doing really well. I think he's like over 75% completion percentage. Yeah, I know. He's doing really, really well. So like in Georgia, I mean, Georgia's always been good off defensively. But is a like we said probably the best defensive team. So it's more of like a really good Alabama team, which is a little bit weird from the past few years, and a really good defensive Georgia team. So it's like who's gonna win out like a Sabo Force and all that type of thing. You know what's gonna be kind of interesting is that there's going to be 
in that game, there's going to be almost a kind of an interesting dichotomy, right? So when it's Alabama ball, it's going to be an extremely potent Alabama offense against a stout, in the second half at least, historically, <laughs> in the uh, second half. Georgia defense. And then you flip the script and you've got a, you know, uh, uncharacteristic, weak Alabama defense. We'll say weak in quotations. Quote, unquote, weak. Yeah. Against a not a All very good. Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean. Well, I, I think they figured out the quarterback. Right above doo-doo. Yeah. I, uh, Georgia Stetson offense. Bennett or whatever, but, yeah. like, I don't think he's good. He kind of just, you know, doesn't know. Like, yeah. If you, But what I'm saying is if you have to flip to another game during that game, <laughs> flip it during you that. flip during that se- that series as opposed to the other one. So, uh, who do you got in the game? I think I got Georgia. I was going to go for it. Fuck it. Oh, you're Georgia gonna wins. It? I'll Georgia take Bama. Wins. Alabama's a six-point favorite. So they get three for being on in at home, so yep. it's a three-point game. Yeah, I could see it. Fuck it. I think Georgia outright. Uh, the curse is broken against uh, Nick Saban assistance. I think that defense is going to contain Najee Harris, um, force it on Mac Jones. Mac Jones I mean, probably is going to do all right. Um, and then the offense, I think, on Georgia's side is going to be enough to beat Alabama's defense is going to win. Um, let's say, damn, do I want to go high score or low score? Hmm. Well, while you think about that, I'm going to take Alabama outright for the reason that I don't know how well you can actually contain Najee Harris. He's one of the best backs in the country, if not the best back in the country. It's probably him and ETN, mm-hmm. right? Um you have to worry about him. You have to worry about their run game. Whoever his backup is, probably a fucking five star, like all of them are. But they his have his backup is a uh, Brian Sanders or something. B Sanders, who's oh, a yeah. five star. Yep, he was like the number three guy yes. two years ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you know, they've it they've got to do that. Fuck that guy, though. They've got they can run behind Leatherwood. They've got a, yep. a, a good O line. They always do. Yep. Right. They have three first round wide receivers. On their roster, probably, which is inc- they had five first round wide receivers on their team last year. Yeah, but last year you didn't know there was five; you knew there was four. It doesn't matter whether you knew it or not. It's it's whether it's <laughs> Mechie true. Redshirt is yeah, whatever. He's a redshirt. Yeah. How how are you going to play when you have those other four guys on? The I'm field? not saying that. I'm you just know? saying like. <laughs> but I I just think their their team is going to be too dynamic. If you can get the ball in the hands of Jalen Waddle, you know, he's going to make plays. You don't think Georgia's defense is going to contain a little bit? I still think Alabama puts up 40. 40? No, I wasn't thinking that. Okay, okay. Interesting. I mean, the 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 over-under is 57. Oh, wow. So, smack the over, I guess, on that one. If, if, if that's smack what, the over? Yeah. Or it's going to be a 6-9 to nine or something. 6-9. <laughs> you know? Nice. I, I doubt it. Nice. There's no way that game is. No, uh, it'll be 35-28. Some shit like that. I, I think Alabama wins it, and I think they win it pretty handily. No. I think it'll be a close game, but Georgia squeaks it out. All right. All right. We'll see how it is next uh, next Saturday. Um, uh, night game. There are not a lot of other really interesting games this next weekend. I mean, just to Yikes. be... To, I mean, to really, to be, to be brutally honest, I, if you're going to watch any games, it's going to be that one. Um Kentucky Tennessee is an interesting matchup. This is kind of where we're going to see. That's what, a good game. Yeah, it is. It's where we're going to see whether Tennessee's for real. If they if they lose, they're out of the rankings. If they win, they're probably they're right, they're going to be eighteen or they are eighteen. If they win, 
they'll move up to what 12 sure some bullshit right kentucky's got a good defense their offense is trash right <laughs> i mean they basically have a armless qb throwing the ball uh tennessee i mean i think they 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 win that one pretty they're they're favored by six it's supposed to be kind of a low scoring game um yeah, I could see Elite being low scoring. They're good. Tennessee's a good defense. They they do have a pretty good defense, and that Kentucky offense is bad. So yeah, what do you What's got? What's the line? the The line is is six to Tennessee. The over under is forty six. Huh? Tennessee smacks them. Yeah. 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 I would. I Tennessee would. wins by like. I just don't 17. think Kentucky's going to score that much. Exactly. And Tennessee is going to find get past the defense. Kentucky defense eventually win by a seventeen or so. Yeah. I, Tennessee, I, I don't think it's a bad team. Like I. Like I said, Tennessee might be one of the most more difficult games for A&M moving forward. Yep, I 100% agree. Um, you know, Florida's playing LSU. If they play that game. If they play that game, which they may or may not may or may because not. of, obviously, we talked about Florida's Florida's issues. Is that in Baton Rouge or is that in Gainesville? That's in Gainesville. That's in Gainesville, yeah. yep. I have Florida in that one, if it plays. I also have Florida. I think LSU's just bad. They're just not that good right now. Yeah, I don't think they're good. They have a lot to figure out. Um, I just think they're gonna get crushed. Uh, I I think an e- interesting line is the North Carolina, Florida State. What would you say, NC State? They shouldn't be favored. Not NC State, UNC is favored by. Favored that much? They are ranked fifth, but like I said, I don't think they should be ranked fifth. Haven't played anybody. I say all that, and then I also do know that Florida State is straight dog shit straight dog shit if you didn't hear me the first time and so UNC should be favored by 28 28 yeah they're favored by 13 okay that's I mean if you if you don't know uh you know you've got five bucks to your name put it on that (laughs) put it on that line I mean Uh, yeah no no matter how much you have put everything on that UNC is like I said I don't think they're that great to be number five but Florida State is that it's, bad. They're so bad. They to are be, really, really bad. They might lose by thirty, dude. They definitely could. Might could lose by thirty. Bad. Um, yeah, I, I, they might I fire just, their coach soon. So they very well could fire their coach very quickly. Um, also, fuck Florida teams this weekend. Yes, Florida lost. Florida State lost. Miami lost. I think USF lost. Yeah. It's not a good time to be in Florida. Not a good time and, to be a Florida fan. Miami Heat lost. And it's lost. hurricane season. Fuck, Miami Heat lost. Damn it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a really bad time to be in, uh, especially Miami. Ooh, that's, that's that's no good. The Bucks lost against the Bears. Fuck. This is a bad weekend. Also, for you basketball fans, Dwight Howard won a championship in, in Orlando. Orlando. <laughs> Damn, that was actually, no, yeah, the, the Bucks lost on yeah. Thursday. Oh, no, the... the, the the Dolphins won. The Dolphins won. Yeah, they beat the Forty Nineers. But like on Thursday, the Bucks Man, lost. Saturday, like, like four, four or five years ago. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> if we say that my the Miami Dolphins were the only team that won in that weekend, holy in shit. a weekend. Yeah. Ooh. Also, the fact that five five years ago we said that the Miami Heat lost uh, to the to Lakers, Lakers in the NBA Finals. Be like what the, the same fuck? day that. NFL games were happening. Would not have made sense. I'd have been like, what are you fucking talking about? What are we talking about here? Yeah. So that's a, I mean, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Another thing to bring up, um, not so much uh, 
you know any specific game. This is kind of just more of a general topic for college football. But uh, uh, evidently, they are introducing a bill in the NCAA uh, to allow one-time transfers for everyone starting in the 2021 season. Yeah, I've heard. I heard this was gonna or that was gonna happen. I heard there was talks about this. I think a year ago, two years ago, and. I think it's been trending that way anyways from the past few years, you know, like the fact, the way that transfers just get away with anything and can get waivers and automatic acceptance and whatever. Um, and then the whole four games and you redshirt hasn't helped out. COVID having a free season or free year hasn't helped out. Um, I think it was trending that way anyways. It will be fucked though because it essentially opens up the free agency type thing that the NFL has for college football. And immediate I know we, eligibility. Yeah, immediate eligibility. Can it be in conference too? I don't know if that's going to be decided. Probably um, not in conference. I don't, they I don't, don't like really know conference. if we know so much about okay. the specifics at this point. Um, I Yeah, I, and something that we have talked about is what happens if – if something like this happens and the restrictions aren't strong enough, mm-hmm. what do you end up with? Well, and I think you end up with a mess. No, Absolute yeah, you mess. end up with the with the mass free agency essentially. If if they don't get the restrictions right, I think we're going to end up with a college well, football that looks entirely different yeah. than what we have all known. And loved up until this point. Um, I I honestly think that this is a kind of a latch, last ditch effort to try to appease the conferences in a certain yes. sense, because the 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 chatter in the background of leaving the NCAA, and I know I think we've even talked about it on here that the yep. NCAA is made up of the boards, uh, or you know, the board of the NCAA is chaired by the presidents of the conferences. Yeah. Right. But the NCAA is absolutely effed. And FBS, specifically the Power Five, has talked about leaving and creating their own separate entity mm-hmm. outside of the NCAA where I'm I'm sure they could pay their players. Yes. Transfers would be a thing. I'm sure they would have, yep. you know, the restrictions, we don't know what those restrictions mm-hmm. would ever look like, but I know the chatter's coming. But as opposed, or specifically with this bill, with this idea, the one-time transfer, I know we have even talked about what happens if a team like Rutgers and Ohio State create a partnership, or Rutgers and Clemson, how about that? So they're different conferences. What if they start a, you know, a, a pact where people that are going to end up at Clemson, so your Trevor Lawrence's, maybe not your Trevor Lawrence because he started at Clemson anyway, but you know, your high four star guys or whatever go to Rutgers for a year, maybe two, gain experience and playing time, and then they transfer to Clemson for two years. It's basically a community college. Yeah, you're you're bringing up like the G League. It's essentially would teams end up with like G League teams? With the G League, with a development you know, league too. Exactly, like UAB, like you know, yeah. in Alabama, yeah, or, and, yeah, or something like that. Yeah, you know, for like a Spencer Rattler who waited a year at yeah. OU behind Jalen Hurts, he could have been at 
Tulsa exactly. lighting it up and then after a year been there and not started throwing so many picks in the fucking big dumpster fire. But Yes. Or DJ Ungalele is is a great a example, yeah. actually, to, to go back to the Clemson example. He knows he's gonna sit behind Trevor Lawrence this year. He I mean he you just know that, right? Obviously people can go, go down with injuries, yeah. but you know, you don't never want to bet on an injury. DJ Ungalele goes to Rutgers, he plays against Big Ten opponents. Yeah. Right? And you would also in that scenario yeah the rest of the, uh, a lot of the other pieces of that team are also young future clemson players yeah you could do a lot of examples you could do justin fields with jake from you could do bryce young right now yeah. at alabama you could have done two a few years ago etc etc et um yeah i don't know if it's gonna be a mess if and, and this is if those restrictions don't happen correctly right yeah but like because transfers count towards your total count yes, the numbers each each year but if you're okay with only taking 10 freshmen and you have 14 transfers right who cares right Rutgers wins in this situation yeah they'd have a good team for a little bit and then they have a pretty good team they know they're never really going to compete no right well Rutgers isn't Different argument, but yes, I, but I get what you're saying. Like, that. And Rutgers but, is uh, the worst. Yeah, you know, but it, I, I get you're saying. I get you're saying. Uh, the only thing I would think would be different, and I th- like you said, there's chatters of like the Power Five leaving and doing their own thing, and fuck the NCAA, especially now where the conferences did their own thing and the NCAA just kind of followed them, or the CFB kind of just being separate from the conferences. Um, they're trying to appease them, like you said. They're trying to do that. They're trying to get, like, paying players, which is always getting brought up, you know. Like, probably pretty soon we're going to get the, the players and we're going to figure exactly what that means to pay the players and this free tan- transfer. Um, like, you, like you said, like, I think times are changing. Um, it's all new. you got to keep up with the times. But I also the, the one caveat, caveat I have with that is I think players like, maybe not DJ, because maybe DJ is a better more calmer dude or some experience but like spencer rattler or like justin fields like those guys are cocky motherfuckers egotistical motherfuckers that don't want to go to a smaller school like i understand you can you can you can frame it correct it like if lincoln riley who's a really good recruiter walks in into this five stars like hey man you will be here in a year you will be i'll get you a heisman just go to kansas or tulsa you can frame it, but then there's like also like the, I I think you'd have to do it very well and like like I said, some of these guys can really do that like Herbie Smarts and Nick Sabins and all these guys probably can, but realistically those guys like Spencer Rattler, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Bryce Young, think they're the guy even when they're like fucking eighteen. Like they think they're the fucking guy. They think they can walk in as a freshman and win a Heisman. Doesn't gonna happen. Doesn't make that like they take a while to like get humbled. But that's where I think it, it, I agree with you. I just think that would be the only caveat if you didn't frame it right, because then they'd be like "fuck that," and then you'd lose like Spencer Rattlers and stuff to other teams and shit like that. Yes. So. Well, I think I think the I think for a team like Clemson or Ohio State or Alabama or whatever, they this could affect them in a in a bad way, just like it affected Georgia with Justin mm-hmm. Fields, right? If Bryce Young at Alabama says, "Well, I want to play now." He can transfer to wherever, Oklahoma mm-hmm. State, who yeah. cares? Somewhere else, yeah. right? They lose that player, right? But what I think this really hurts is 
every other school. This is a oh, rich yeah. gets richer. The rich get richer. Yeah, that always. for sure. If yes. you're a Rondell Moore, yeah, are you going to stay at Purdue? No. If Georgia comes knocking and says, "Hey, look, like we'll take you," you have no chance of winning a national championship, mm. and you're going to get way more exposure here at Georgia than you will over there. You can transfer transfer and be eligible this year. That's what I'm saying. Right now, it becomes a free agency. I think the thing, the biggest restriction needs to be that teams can't communicate with a player until obviously they go into the transfer portal, which is how it is now. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, you have I to be really don't, careful with that. Yeah, I yeah, I would be because um, extremely skeptical. Yeah, that that even is not happening. Yeah, even the guys that get in the transfer portal, no, know if there's chatter or there's talks of like. You could go here, type of thing. Yeah, like, like guys are smart. Like they, people talk like shit. Even if it don't meant, be naive, even if it you know? in this situation where you would get immediate eligibility. Mm-hmm. I mean, all that Kirby Smart has to say. Well, and you know, maybe the NCAA creates a regulation where you can't talk about you know so and so. But if Kirby Smart were to be like, man, that Rondell Moore, I would love to have him yeah. just in a pre- game in a press conference, yeah. right? You know, I would I would take him in a heartbeat kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, is this going to be the NFL or the NBA where if someone says, "Man, Devin Booker needs to get off off the Suns," which and then he you does. get fined, which he does. he does, but do you get fined? Like, you know, do does you Kirby Kirby Smart get fined? Does he does the ability but, for Rondell Moore to have Rondell Moore to have immediate eligibility get severed if that happens? Yeah, you know, like, and, what and, are those rules going to be? Yeah, there's got to be rules like that because yeah, you get into weird semantics and right now there's rules like that like you can't talk to recruits in specific times and all that and you can't tweet at them and stuff then also like it could be like even receivers or like trying to get a quarterback even players could then start recruiting do you have to like yeah like censor them or so also you can't be like like yeah these and if if the ncaa is saying that these are student athletes you're saying that two students can't communicate with each other yeah like what if they went to the same high school like what if i'm trying to think of two guys from the same high school but like, what if two guys? What if a quarterback and a receiver went to the same high school? One went to Ohio State. One went to Georgia. Chase Lane at A and M, and Grant Gunnell, Grant Gunnell at Arizona. Arizona. There you go. They and both then, went to St. Pius the 10th in, in Houston. Mm-hmm. If Grant Gunnell, if let's say Chase Lane isn't playing, right? Chase Lane is, uh, you know, backup to Jamon Osmond because he doesn't opt out. Yeah, didn't. Yep. Could Grant Gunnell text Chase Lane and be like, "Hey, bud, well, like, that's, I got playing time for you over in over at Arizona." Yeah. You know, can that happen? Can that? Yeah. We're, we're, what's stopping what's, two guys, two buddies not, yeah. from doing that? Exactly. So it, it gets like we've been saying this whole segment. It gets hella messy. If if the NCAA doesn't Police handle it, it correctly, which yeah. they won't, which they won't, because they know cr- they can't. The reason why that we're talking about this, if we yeah. thought that they were competent and they would roll it out in a correct fashion, we wouldn't be talking. We were, about this. wouldn't really be talking about this. But the the reality is, I when when I'm talking about farm schools and mm-hmm. teams creating you know relationships with other teams to create almost farm schools mm-hmm. and people you know students texting each other quote unquote student athletes you know mm-hmm. messaging each other or you know once teams can now or players can make money off their own likeness right that's going to that's going to affect it yep right if you're a Rondell Moore you're going to make more money more money there you can make more money at at you know Alabama, Alabama. Or somewhere else. Yep. Right? All that stuff starts coming into play. The old college football is gone. I think you know, I think some of the magic of college football to a lot of people 
is, right, you know, you go to a university and the students also go to, you know, the players also yeah. go to the university and there is a, you know, I, and I don't want to say that. It's become a business, but then. Yeah, I don't want to say that all college football players no. don't have passion for their university and aren't playing for the university, but I think you would be naive to think that that is true across the board. And I think you start really chipping away at that idea that college football players are playing for your school they can or care about your school if they can transfer whenever they want yep. and they're getting paid and all that kind of stuff. Yep. It's just, it's just kind of how it works. And I think that's a lot of the magic of college football. Yeah. No way. And I think that would kind of slowly start being yeah. ebbed away. Yeah. Progress is progress and you know, you can't stop progress. So, you no. know, to be clear, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm against pl players being paid necessarily, you know, or the transfer rule or anything like that. I mean, I think I'm more against the NCAA at this point than anything else, but you know, yeah. that's beside the point. Yeah. But yeah, no, it'll, it'll, it'll be interesting when they roll it out. Like I said, it'll be, a, I think it'll be a mess. It'll be fucked for a while. I think it'll 100% be a mess. Um, I mean, uh, yeah. I, I don't really know what, what else we can say until we know More what that it. bill is going to look yeah. like. Yep. What are the restrictions? All that kind of thing. It's yet to be seen. So yeah. we'll we'll obviously have more. We'll, we'll talk more, more about it yes. <laughs> in, in the future. But um, I think for the most part, I think that's it for, for this week. Um, NFL's happening. Yeah, there's a lot of COVID in the NFL right now. It's yeah. kind of getting fucked, really. But Yeah. Uh, the, I would say the biggest thing right now in the NFL is that they are not the NBA. They are not in a bubble. Okay. COVID is happening just like it is in college football, but for yep. some reason the NFL is handling it significantly worse. Yep. Um, you know, let's see. I, I, I don't think they've very moved, many teams play 16 games. No, they've sure. moved the schedule around so much already. I don't, I don't know how they get 16 out of it without the buys don't work out playing on Tuesday. They just were, this podcast is on a Tuesday night. The bills and Titans just played, which is interesting because the bills have only played uh, four games the Titans have played three. They're playing on a Tuesday. Don't yep. know when they're ever going to get back to four and four. The Steelers play this week, but they're also a game behind everybody else. They don't have a bye now. Uh, it's a wild. It's wild. The, I mean, the Raiders had it. the The Patriots game got shifted. They're playing next week, so there's like two games on Monday now. It, it's yeah, all the, messed up. There's a game at four p.m. Central. Apparently on a if, Monday. If you live on the East Coast, you're fucked. I mean, good luck. You're going to watch a game at 2 p.m. What is this, baseball? Baseball. It is baseball yeah, season. It is baseball season. Baseball Fuck season. Baseball. Astros down 2-0. Dodgers down 1-0. This is still on Tuesday, so we'll see what that is in a week from now. Yep. Uh, Le'Veon Boyle still sucks fat dick. He just got released for the Jets. Yeah. I mean, the <laughs> the Jets literally were like, hey, any, any anybody want this guy? That's the problem, though. And, and this is different in the NFL than it would be in college, but that's the thing. Um... Asking if anybody wants somebody would trade for them opens it up to like, oh, I don't like people realize they're like, oh, this team doesn't want this guy. I'm going to wait till they let him go to get him for less. Like, why would you say that? Like, it just it's just weird how they fuck it up. But I guess you got to do what you got to do. I mean, honestly, though, like I'm fully fuck the Jets, but like I'm fully behind the Jets in the, at this point because fuck Le'Veon Bell. He's been trash regularly. Oh, yeah, he's been he's not been good. No. He's, he's, he's played... getting paid way too much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, he had like he has like 239 rushing yards in 17 games with the Jets, and he's made 27 million dollars. Yeah, no, he's yeah he he got paid too much after after sitting out a year also for with the Steelers. I don't as as I've said with Danny Green, I'm pretty sure that I could be paid 27 million dollars to rush for 239 yards. I don't know about that one. I am like two yards tall. If I just fall forward enough. Don't you know? hold your ass up, but I I don't know if I agree with that one. The Danny Green one makes more sense if people <laughs> if y'all if people haven't heard the Danny Green one is for some reason at least I always thought I think Eric always thought I think a lot of people always thought Danny Green's a shooter right he's like the three point specialist he's like mm-hmm. on that Lakers team right you have AD in the in the paint LeBron gets to the basket Kuzma kind of shoots around Rondo doesn't shoot because he can't but is like distributor he actually shot he well. actually did shoot pretty well last game put but, some respect on the name <laughs> okay. 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 Playoff Rondo. Okay. Playoff or Playoff Rondo. But uh, like he's a dis- distributor, doesn't shoot. Caruso plays good defense, isn't that? I'm a shooter. The shooter there is supposed to be Danny Green. It's supposed to be. That's what he well, did when LeBron passes. That's what he did the with, the, with San Antonio and the Spurs. That's what he did with Toronto. Yeah, he gets paid 15 million a year, and whenever you're in Game Five and LeBron goes in the paint and five guys mush him essentially and he dishes it out to Danny Green at the top of the key with all the time his fucking day with nobody near him nobody near him Wide, pr- almost it's all, essentially in practice yep you're shooting bricks the shit shot, out of it and he barely hit the front of the rim he barely hit the it was so bad I mean Jesus. so bad is he just tired from whacking it off all the time because he's alone in the fucking I don't bubble fucking know. his arm was tired like he barely hit the he front of the life, rim I thought or fiance Hey, there's a lot of other good-looking guys walking around. You know, I'm gonna you say he has a fiance there with no, him. No, 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 no. I know what happened. She's been watching him shoot threes and has withheld sex and been like, "You fucking suck at shooting threes. I'm not gonna give you shit until uh, you start making your goddamn threes, Danny." But anyways, he, he the, doesn't shoot threes at a at a good rate for being paid 15 million. No, that's what we get threes. at. He's the shooter. He gets paid 15 million. He breaks the shit out of threes. I could, and obviously Eric could. Brick the shit out of threes for fifteen million dollars. I would you, take it for the listener could also yes brick threes for fifteen million dollars a year. Yes, any of y'all could break a three at the end of a game, and they'd be like, "Hey man, I'll give you fifteen million. You'd be like, "What the fuck?" I mean, I don't was, know if I could get two hundred thirty-seven yards away from airballing from airballing. Yeah, airballing which yeah. if if he airballs that, <laughs> I mean, we're talking it's a whole new level of ridicule see when caruso came in and he was going to start the next game i thought he was for danny green no it was for hall of famer dwight howard <laughs> future hall of famer dwight howard future hall of famer dwight howard not for future future hall of famer danny green no no because that doesn't danny exist. green has three championships with three different teams who cares <laughs> hey champions mean more than uh individual individual awards Going back to here's, the beginning of this, beginning of this goddamn podcast. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. Hey, when we're talking, Dwight LeBron's, Howard has three Defensive Player of the Year awards, but he only has one championship. Danny Green has three championships and about fifty million break shots. <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing. You got Le- LeBron's shooting sidekick, right? If you look at the two that he's had, he had Ray Allen, yes. who made the shot. Yes. Right. That well, shot, also, to be fair, LeBron break that shot right before Ray did, but okay. 
Yeah. Fair. And also that was against the Spurs, ironically. Yeah, yeah ironically so. <laughs> against Danny Green's Spurs. But. I'm I'm sure if we if we followed the, the line back, we could get back to a Danny Green miss three as to why <laughs> as to why that game why Ray Allen could win, that, win game. that game because it was a Danny Green. <laughs> Danny Green missed the three in that game, which allowed Ray Allen to make that three and yeah. steal that game. We found it. There you go. For but next, anyways, for next week, my homework is going to be to find out to make sure that he he missed a at least one three in that game, which I'm sure he was paid to do. <laughs> he was supposed to be. He was supposed. He was to. making a lot the year before whenever they won it, but yeah, he, he just. <laughs> Breaks the shit out of threes. Anybody could do that. Fuck that kid. Fuck them kids. Fuck them kids. <laughs> I'm bringing up. I'm actually gonna bring up the box score because I can't. I can't do it if I don't know. What box score? For that game. The Danny game. Green. Here we go. Here we go. God damn it. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> Danny Green went one for five from three point range. <laughs> I he missed four threes in that game. He makes one more, and that game at least goes to overtime. 103-100. Danny Green missed a three. Danny Green missing threes has been very helpful and very hurtful for LeBron. Well, in a certain sense, because they did eventually win anyway. But, you know, you get the point. It worked out. I don't get what we're getting at anymore. I don't know. I, I lost we're, the train. We're of really, time. we're really off on. A I tangent. was just trying to say that Le'Veon Bell is trash. This that's became a Danny that's Green. A, that's hate. irrelevant. And then it's been ten minutes of Danny Green. You wanted hate. to say how you could get two hundred thirty-seven yards over seventeen games. I think that's harder than breaking fucking threes. I could do it. You think you could, dude? They're grown ass men. I'm a grown ass man. <laughs> You're not 40, though. <laughs> most of the people in the NFL are no, 40. most aren't 40. But, like, Genevieve and Clowney and shit, like, trying to tackle you guys, I'd be I like... I wouldn't run his way. <laughs> how, many, how many attempts do I get? You know? Whatever attempts lot. Le'Veon Bell had. He's been injured for three games, but look up how many attempts he's had over... No, I'm not going to do that. 17 games. He probably averages, like, a, a yard and a half, so it's not that hard. I feel hard. like I could do that. I'm just saying it's much harder to do that than break a three i'm heavy i mean i at least got that going for me you know there's all right for everybody listening to this if you can uh uh tweet us in on uh totally biased i think it's at totally biased is that what it is it's what the tweeter tweeter (laughs) uh it's biased podcast oh it's biased podcast okay at biased podcast we'll post a poll could eric get 237 yards over 17 games if you guys need my stats Six seven two sixty on a on a after like a bad weekend, <laughs> or if I haven't taken a shit. <laughs> What's your forty? I don't want to talk about what the forty is right now. Okay. What's your What's your high jump? Was my high jump? Yeah. Oh God, I think I high jumped. I jumped high jumped over like six feet or something. Okay. Like that. Um, what's your vertical? I guess then my vertical was thirty. <laughs> when? In high school. I was going to say 10 years ago. It's probably like 24 now. Okay. What, what does my vertical matter if I need to get a yard? No, you're saying you got to give them the stats. You got to give them the info. They can't make this these uh, decisions on this poll without knowing. I mean, I probably run a 424. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fucker said a 424. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've, I've timed my 30. Okay. You're 30. Yeah, my yeah. 30, dude. Um, what else? What else? Um. I'm telling you, dude. I just got to hit the hole hard. He is know. six seven two f- 
fifty or two sixty, whatever. Yeah, two sixty on a bad day or Friday. All right, a shit. we'll post it on Totally Bias at Bias Podcast. I also the think I can beat Ronda Rousey in a fight, but we'll get to that. In That's a minute. different one. No, we gotta stick with one first. Okay, well, just one, just, just one. one. Can Eric get what is it? Two thirty-seven over seventeen. Yeah, 17 games. What is that? like? Not good. It's like 15 yards a game or something. Yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> really? Like, he was injured for like four of them, so like... Yeah, no, but he played 17 games. Okay, fair enough. Um, anyways, yeah. answer the poll. If you answer the poll at all, we'll be really surprised because it'll probably end up with zero. No, our listeners, are, our listeners will fucking answer. That's true. They will. At Bias Podcast. Yep. Um... All right. Later, playboys. <laughs> uh, At least I didn't say later, gateways. <laughs> playboys. What the 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 Leslie Chow? Later, yeah, gateways. I, I know what it is, but like <laughs> I fixed it. I fixed it. The playboys. Fuck you. All right. Uh, chicks dig the long ball. Chicks dig the long ball. All right. See you next week. I'm not going to be